what's really interesting about the way the brain works? It's a very simple statement, but it, if, if you think about it, it's, it's quite profound. Anything you focus on grows. So if you, fo- you start, you just put one positive thought in front of your face, which is, you know, she's, she's really not a bad, I know she means well, or, you know, I, I know he didn't do this deliberately to hurt me. He's not that kind of guy. That single positive thought will make it easier to think the next positive thought. Are you selling your spouse short? Don't. Dr. Noelle Nelson explains how we can actually turn arguments around and make our marriage better. Stay tuned. Our wine club partner, Touring and Tasting, is hosting a live tweet chat every Tuesday at 3.30 Pacific Time using the hashtag Tasting2. That's T-U. I'll be co-hosting and we'll have special guests join us to answer all of your questions. And you can find more information about the Tasting 2 wine chat by visiting hitchedmag.com and clicking the wine club link. Also, today's guest, Dr. Noelle Nelson, has just released a new book, Got a Bad Boss? Work that boss to get what you want at work. Visit noellenelson.com to learn more. Hey everybody, welcome back. This is Steve Cooper, Editor-in-Chief of HitchedMag.com, and I am joined once again with the always lovely and informative uh, Dr. Noelle Nelson. Hi, Noelle. Hi, Steve. Uh, So Noelle is a relationship expert, popular speaker in the U.S. and abroad, is the author of many, many books, and uh, stay tuned. She has one coming out soon. We'll we'll make that announcement uh, next time. Um, But uh, today we are going to talk about um, how you shouldn't sell your spouse short. Uh, And so you say, Noelle, when things are going well, uh, that we view our spouse in positive terms. However, when we come up against problems or conflict, we tend to sell our spouses short. So what do you mean by that? Well, I don't mean that you suddenly say to your wife, you're fat. (laughs) I don't mean that. Yeah. (laughs) What I mean is that when things are going well in your marriage, let's say you're the wife, okay, I'm the wife, you tend to think highly of your spouse. He's considerate, he's attentive, he's fun to be with, but... When things are not going well, or you've just had a fight, that same supposedly considerate, attentive, fun-to-be-with spouse is now described to yourself, to your girlfriend, to your mother, anybody else who will listen, as selfish, never pays attention to you, is a real spoil sport, and on and on it goes. Mm. And let's turn the, you know, flip it around the other way. It's no different if you're the husband, right? Yeah. When things are going great with your wife, Why, she's so thoughtful. She's caring. She's enthusiastic about your work. That's how you think about her. But when things are not going well, or again, you've just had a fight, suddenly your wife becomes she who is horribly inconsiderate, she who is uncaring, she who is unbelievably disinterested in your work or your projects. So you see your spouse in a totally different light. Yeah, I mean, I I mean, I, this, this, I mean, this all makes a lot of sense to me. I mean, I mean, isn't that normal to see your spouse differently after a fight? It may be normal, 
but it ain't helpful. I mean, after all, (laughs) you know, it's like a lot of things are normal in life, Steve, that aren't necessarily helpful. I would love to consider it normal to eat an entire quart of Haagen-Dazs, but eh, you know. (laughs) So the thing to, to pay attention to, though, is it's the same spouse, right? And we are all, every single one of us, are a complex combination of good and not so good traits. Hard on the ego, I know, but that's just the truth of everybody. So... It's a lot less about what's really there and a lot more about what you are choosing to see in your spouse, to perceive at that particular moment in time. Mm. So, okay, so I get we can we can choose to see uh, how we see our spouse. So even if we're, you know, raging angry, well, maybe not that angry, but me, even if we've just had a fight. Irritated. Whatever. Yeah, we're right. irritated. So even if we've just had a fight, you still have that choice to say, like, you know what? We we're disagreeing right now, but she she's still all right. She's we're we're okay. I but what does this have to do then with selling your spouse short? I still don't see that connection quite yet. Okay, good. Because what you're doing when you choose, as you said, very correct word, Steve, when you choose to fixate or focus on what you don't like about your spouse, that's when you're selling your spouse short, meaning you're ignoring the whole of who he or she is because you're upset with them and responding as if all your spouse is, is that disliked part. So, so let's do an example, okay? You're fighting over the family budget. Classic, right? Mm-hmm. Your spouse has overspent the family budget on something you consider ridiculous, unnecessary. So in the moment, the picture you have in your head of your spouse is of an inconsiderate, uncaring, selfish person, period. You are fixated on that opinion of your spouse, totally justified in your mind. But what does that mean? What's the bigger picture? You are not going to get anywhere in resolving the budget problem. You have sold your spouse short by thinking less of them than the whole of who they are. And what that does is it literally sets the problem in stone. You're not going to be able to resolve the budget issue, whatever it is, because you are only looking at that side of your spouse that you just, you feel created the problem in the first place. Mm. And, and the interesting thing about this, uh, is you, 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 you're isolating the incident itself as well. So, you know, they may have gone over budget in this particular instance, uh, but that doesn't take into account the years that they haven't uh, kind of a situation. I mean, is that kind of where you're talking about where you're selling it short and not seeing the whole picture? Well, and you're not seeing the whole picture of what, what, in other words, your spouse may actually blow the budget fairly often if you guys haven't really attack this problem with, with, with vigor and enthusiasm and so forth and so on. But maybe she also is unbelievably compassionate and really there for you, supportive when your boss is a jerk, when the kids have been awful, when the traffic was, you know, you're tearing your house, when your car blew a gasket. So you're, you're, you're fixating on this aspect, if you will. Yes, this problem and ignoring the whole of how your spouse is, generally speaking, in the marriage. So yes, you're right. Ta- That's another I mean, way of selling it short. But we're all, I mean, but basically we're talking about fixating on their weaknesses rather than encompassing their strengths within that thought process. 
Exactly. Encompassing yeah. the whole of who they are. Absolutely. It's like if you stub your toe to suddenly decide you are now a cripple for life. <laughs> yes. No, you stubbed your toe. You have another foot. Mercifully, you know, God figured this out, gave us a lot of parts to work with and other parts of you that are just fine and so forth and so on. It's it's but that people do that, especially in relationship. OK, so OK, so then what's the way out of this? Um, I get we we have to think of the whole of our spouse when uh, we're in the throes of conflict. Uh, but that sounds like that could be really complicated, particularly when we're, you know, especially when we're upset where we can get emotional. Oh, really? <laughs> like a lot emotional? <laughs> well, you know, and we've Indeed. talked about, and you're yeah, right. We've talked about in the past too, when you're, when you're not happy, when you're upset or not feeling well, your brain actually shuts down. Uh, yes, so you're not thinking uh, of, you know, as clearly as you would otherwise. So, uh, you know, help us. Help us, Obi-Wan. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> well, the first thing you do is you recognize what you just said, Steve, which is when in the heat of emotion and, you know, when it's little like irritation or frustration or annoyance, it's not so bad. But when it gets up to anger and, and severe frustration and those things, frankly, a timeout is absolutely essential because you cannot think straight. Your brain is shutting down mm-hmm. in, in those areas where you, where you would do your um, your decent decision making and that kind of thing. So yes, first you got to calm down. From it's not hard if you're just irritated or frustrated, and then sit down with a pen and paper or your iPad or whatever it is that you like to write on, and make two columns. And in the left hand column, write down your spouse's current negative behavior or attitude or whatever it is that you're unhappy about, uncaring, selfish, inconsiderate. Now, in the right hand column. Write down your spouse's positive attitudes or behaviors, even if they're not obvious right now. That's irrelevant. So like we just said, loving, affectionate, great with the kids, generous, puts up with the in-laws, whatever. Now, what you'll find that happens is as you work on that right-hand column, the one that has the positive stuff in it, Mm -hmm. you'll start to recognize the negative attitudes or behaviors are greatly outweighed by the positive. And that is what helps you see the whole of your spouse. It also helps you see which of your spouse's positive attributes you can appeal to or you can work with to resolve whatever the current issue is. So let's say there you are. You've got your two columns. Hopefully the one on the right, which has the positive stuff, is longer (laughs) than the one on the left. Yeah. Because you're only on the left-hand side, the negative stuff, it should only pertain to the current whatever the current mm-hmm. tiff okay yeah. and so you notice as you're writing on the oh she's smart or he's smart then you can approach your spouse with the budget issue let's go back to that. say look i know you're smart you are you've got great brains so i know you can use those to help me to help us figure this out i love you i don't want to fight let's let's engage our brains or whatever other attribute would, you know, help in whatever the particular situation is. In other words, when you make that list of positive attributes, what you're really doing, in addition to soothing yourself, which is very important, and seeing the whole of your spouse, is you're giving yourself new tools to work with. And that is very important. So basically by not selling your spouse short and by encompassing the whole of them, it opens things up to... um, 
new possibilities because you're not just focusing on what's bad, but you have what's good as options to help resolve whatever the issue may be. Correct. Okay. And you were, you were really spot on earlier, Steve, when you said, you know, how about doing this in the heat of emotion? No, I don't think that's possible. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, maybe gone to your mother, Teresa, but for the rest of us mere mortals, um, we do need that time out to allow the emotion to dissipate a little bit, but that's okay. That's okay. Nothing says, although women in particular always want to resolve the thing right there in the heat of it, but nothing says that that's the best option. Really the best option is to calm yourself, soothe yourself a little bit. So your the whole of your brain can get back in gear as well as being able to look at the whole of your spouse. And I mean, we know this information now. So our listeners are hearing all this and just saying like, this is awesome because I now have this new strategy uh, whenever, you know, me and my spouse uh, have a tiff. Um, Knowing this information, knowing that, okay, I I get into an argument with my wife and I I immediately think to myself, you know what? I know she may have done this, but that's not, that's not you know, she's not the worst person on the planet. She's got a lot of great things going for her. Uh, acknowledging that, you 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 still think we should step step away for a little bit before we try to resolve anything, just so that not the emotion. If you can, right, not if you can acknowledge it in the moment. No, if you can do that, that's great. Go for it. But I mean, acknowledging it and. Because and just just by it. that, but but yeah, but I mean, just acknowledging it, you think that'll be enough to keep the, a calm enough head if we can acknowledge it in that moment to find a reasonable solution at that time. You know what's really interesting about the way the brain works? It's a very simple statement, but it, if if you think about it, it's it's quite profound. Anything you focus on grows. So if you fo- you start, you just put one positive thought in front of your face, which is, you know, she's, she's really not a bad, I know she means well, she, she, you know, she does great in other areas or, you know, I, I know he didn't do this deliberately to hurt me. He's not that kind of guy. Mm-hmm. That single positive thought will make it easier to think the next positive thought. Mm. See, that's the really interesting thing about the way the brain works is it will go down whatever path you offer it. So if you, and you can practice this just, I mean, it's really easy to get somebody to be depressed, by the way. All you have to do is get them to say one sentence about something bad that happened in their life and then add another sentence and keep going down that path and the person will become depressed in no time flat. Mm. It also works in the other direction. If when you're not feeling very good, you start reminding yourself of something that felt good and just allow yourself to keep thinking of things that feel good, you will within four or five sentences start to feel better. The brain locks on to whatever you feed it and goes towards what you give it more of. That's terrible grammar, but you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, it's a mental snowball. Yes, thank you. Perfect. It's a mental snowball. So when you say, is it enough to just acknowledge, Steve, in in this, usually it would be like an annoyed or frustrated state. Well, you, you know, this is this is silly. I know that my I'm selling my spouse short here. They're, they're more than this. They're better than this. Is that enough? Well, if you keep going there, if you let the mental snowball happen, absolutely it's enough. You don't have to withdraw from the situation and think about it. It's only when things when you can't do that mm. in the in the heat of the moment that it's good to withdraw. Okay. 
because I can, I can, I can see it going both ways. Cause I can see it. I know my spouse is better than this, which is why I'm so frustrated or, uh, you can't see it at all kind of a thing. Right. So, yeah. Right. Okay. I, I, so it's, I, it's, it's situation specific, you know, if sure. you will, whether or not, yeah. and always, oh, it's so important. If you're going to withdraw, you got to tell your spouse, I need a, I need a timeout. I need to cool myself down. You always have to announce what you're doing. Otherwise, it looks like you're leaving. Storming off, yeah. The discussion. That's right. And that is not acceptable. And and not only I need I take a break, but uh, also setting a, a return kind of a time Absolutely. frame. Like, you know, I'm going to I'm gonna go out. I'm going to grab, but I would like to talk about this later today or tonight or, yeah. you know. Yeah, I need, yeah, I'll be back. I just need, I just need to take a walk. Just calm myself down. And it's always referencing yourself. It's not how I need to let yes. you calm down. Nuh uh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You need to calm down. I'm going to step, step out for a minute. That's right. Yeah. That's, <laughs> that's not going to go very instant well. Take it to divorce. No, that's not a good idea. <laughs> you know, in this selling your spouse short, I want to point out, Steve, that we do that with ourselves personally, individually as well. Mm. We tend to sell ourselves short, something fierce. And you can practice this technique on yourself. I mean, how often have you sat, let's say, at work or in front of a project or whatever and said to yourself, I can't do this. This is like, oh, my God, I, I don't know how I could do this. We've all done that. We've all felt overwhelmed. And it's because in that moment, we're not remembering our strengths at all. We're only remembering that, I don't know, it's, I'm tired or, or, or I couldn't possibly have the skills to do this or, you know, my smarts left last week. Instead of literally focusing on, okay, okay, this, this looks overwhelming right now, but, you know, I've had overwhelming stuff in the past and I've, I've managed to get through it. So, you know, I'm probably stronger than I remember. And you can mental snowball yourself into seeing the whole of yourself. Just as easily as you can mental snowball yourself into shorting yourself. A, a good trick for that, by the way, uh, at least for me, is to start when when something like that seems a little overwhelming. And you know, at doing running hitched, you know, we're constantly tackling projects where I look at and I'm just like, "Whew, that's a that's a that's a lot of stuff going on in front of me here." Let's uh, see. You know, for me though, and this gets into that mental snowball aspect of it, is uh, I will. Okay, what's what's something that I can accomplish that's pretty quick and easy? And I start picking that low hanging fruit. And mm. once you start chipping away, all of a sudden I've accomplished three things, but also the the big picture is has shrunk a little bit because I've knocked out a couple things. And yes. then it's like, oh, instead of fifty things, I only have to do forty seven things. And then you and take you the next and and it just continues on that that path of oh i can do this now oh now i can do this rather than i have to tackle this whole project and it's so overwhelming i don't know where even to to begin right. with this kind of a thing and it's never going to get done right excellent excellent that's another i love your mental snowball it's another snowballing thing yeah yep and uh, it's physiologically that is what the brain will do i love it though what you think about grows i love it and as yep. we know, the brain is a fantastic uh, processor in our noggins that constantly changes and evolves. Yep. It's better than anything that Intel has coming out, I can tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, this is this is great, Noelle. Um, so uh, quit selling yourself, your spouse short and yourself. <laughs> Don't sell yourself Absolutely. short as well. Um, but uh, by, by, by just remembering that this one little hiccup 
is not who they are. That's not who you are, that you are, uh, your, your sum is, is greater than these tiny little parts. So, um, I think that is a, a, a good, a good reminder for everybody this week. Um, any, any final parting thoughts or is, is, is that, uh, I think we've kind of nailed it, nailed it down pretty well. No, I think we have to. And remember, all this is in in the with the purpose of moving things forward out of whatever annoyance or conflict has just happened. Yeah, and and that's a great point because uh, it's it's when you you leave these things to fester uh, that it starts to build up over time. And and being having you know everybody talks about we talk about it all the time about having great communication skills or you know good communication skills. Uh, and you know, a lot of times it's like, well, you know, what, what does that mean or whatever? This is one of those things. This is another tool for the toolbox that when you find yourself in a situation, you can now refer to this information and get yourself out of it and, and grow from it and improve and, uh, you know, smooth the, uh, smooth that road ahead for you. So absolutely. Uh, so that, yeah, that will wrap it up for us this week. Um, I want to remind everyone you have been listening to Dr. Noelle Nelson, who is a relationship expert, popular speaker, and the U.S. and abroad is the author of many best-selling books. Her two most recent relationship books are Your Man is Wonderful and the other is Dangerous Relationships. Uh, she has, um... A, a, a recently released book on for the Kindle called Make More Money by Making Your Employees Happy. As I teased at the beginning, she has another business book coming out. So if you like that one, stay tuned. We got another announcement coming very shortly, so um, be sure to check that out. Um, but you can get all this information at her website, uh, noellenelson.com. You can follow Noelle on Twitter at Dr. Noelle Nelson. She is on uh, Facebook, uh, Google Plus. Uh, we are on all the social platforms as well: Twitter at Hitch Media, Facebook, Tumblr, Google Plus, Pinterest, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Um, if you have a question for us, uh, we have a uh, put up a. Recently, we added a new button to the podcast page uh, so you can email us directly it's podcast at hitchedmag.com if you have any specific questions you'd like to address um, if you have any comments uh, about the podcast or anything like that be sure to leave that on iTunes or Stitcher um, but uh, I think for now that's going to do it for this week so thank you uh, so much for your time Noel. it's always a pleasure and I always come away with these things feeling like I need to pick a fight so I can just test out all this great information. <laughs> oh, poor Jessica. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But thank you, Steve. My pleasure uh, also. Okay. Uh, and that's going to do it. So take care, everybody. We're all kind of the world.